0: with i I got something here everybody here everybody here on this side i'm going to say something from the word of god and uh if you agree with it if you agree with it say amen all right and if you don't agree with it don't say anything you ready (laughs) i guess not (laughs) you ready Jesus is God. Amen. Jesus is God. Amen. Okay, they agree with it. Good. From here to you, brother. I'm going to say something. If you, if you agree with it, say Hallelujah. And if you don't, you don't agree with it, don't say anything. You Ready? He's ready. <laughs> We're saved by grace through faith. Hallelujah! You meant it, didn't you? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. From here, all the way where Mark is. I'm going to say something in the Bible. If you agree with it, say, praise the Lord. If you don't agree with it, don't say anything. You ready? Yes, sir. Let me think of something first. <laughs> a little pea brain forgets a lot of things. <sighs> I said, Jesus is God. You saved by grace. And the rapture can happen at any moment, right? You believe Praise that? The Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> The rapture can happen at any moment, right? The Lord. Amen. I, 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 remember, <laughs> I remember when Pastor Francis, when I was uh, under him, and I, <laughs> none of us would say anything. You know, we, I, I was still a new Christian when I came there, and uh, he would say some truths from the Word of God, and we didn't say anything. We were quiet. So I remember he, he took out a little, uh, it's almost like, a, like a, a fan to blow yourself. And on one side he had a amen, and on the other side he had hallelujah. Do you remember that? <laughs> and he would say something for the word of God. And he says, listen, you guys, and he would put it out like this. <laughs> and, then we, and he said, come on, amen. And he would turn it over the other way, and he would say another truth from the word of God, and he would, Hallelujah. I guess we, we, we all got to be taught those things, huh? And even then, after a while, we don't want to say them. But, hey, we're here. Praise the Lord. Baptist born, I'm not. Baptist bred, I wasn't. But hopefully I'll be one day Baptist dead. So somebody said, somebody said, um, somebody said this. I, don't, I mean, I heard a preacher say this. If you want to go to heaven first class, be a baptist. <laughs> and, I, and I always think I always think this. Baptists when the rapture happens, they're going to go hit up first cuz it's easier to travel that way. <laughs> right? But we will we'll know, we'll know those people when the rapture happens, we'll know them they were not baptists. You know how? Because they're going to go feet first. So as you're going up to heaven, as a Baptist, you're going to go like this, and on your side, if you see him, with his feet up in the air, <laughs> you know he wasn't a Baptist. He was a Christian, not a Baptist. I'm just kidding, brother. I'm being uh, facetious and fictitious. Uh... Tonight, this evening, I got a message, and I titled it, Consequences or Results from Not Growing in Grace and in the Knowledge of Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But before I say anything, I'm going to pray. Gracious Father, we, uh, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we don't know any other name to approach you than that blessed, holy name, Jesus Christ. And we're asking, Lord, we're asking, we're begging for help. Speak to my heart. Speak to their hearts. And if, if perhaps, peradventure, there may be a person here that does not know that Lord Jesus Christ is their Savior, may tonight be their day of salvation. Because we ask this in Jesus' name, and with thanksgiving, amen. So let us go to the Bible. Let us go to Second Peter. Second Peter, and chapter 3. And uh, I'm going to be reading 17 and 18. 2 Peter, chapter, chapter 3. 17, and 18. Here we go. Ye, therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the air of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. And God's people said, Amen. This is what Peter was saying to those Christian people, that if you're not careful... If you're not careful, you're going to start believing those things that they were saying about the, about the return of Christ, that it wasn't going to happen. People were saying, no, it's not going to happen. Don't, don't, it's, don't, they, they, you've been hearing that for a long time. Ever since the fathers, uh, uh, the time of creation, they were talking about this, uh, the return of Christ. It says, don't believe it. And he, so he's warning those people, you, you, you better be careful unless you will also fall for, from your own steadfastness, from your firmness. He says, you're going to be wa- uh, waddling or titter-totting. You won't believe the truth. You're going to be one day believing in salvation by grace and, and, and another time, you're going to believe that you're going to lose your salvation. So he tells those people, you need to start growing in, in, in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because if you don't, if you don't we're going to see some consequences. We're going to see some results for not growing in this grace and in this knowledge that Jesus Christ has told us to. He he even says this in now uh, in Jeremiah Jeremiah nine. Let's go to Jeremiah now real quick. Jeremiah nine. Jeremiah 9, it says, the Lord God says this, because people like to glory in certain things. And he says uh, in Jeremiah 9, if you're going to glory in something, (laughs) he says, glory in this. Jeremiah 9 says, but let him that glorious glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord that exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, says the Lord. But because before this, he was saying, Let, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let, don't let the mighty man glory in his might, and let not the rich man glory in his riches. But if you are going to glory, glory that you understand me and know me. And in order for that to happen, brothers and sisters, we have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I tell you this evening that we have no excuse whatsoever, no excuse whatsoever for not growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because we got the Word of God. We got the Word of God. The problem is, Maybe the problem is that we're not reading, we're not studying, we're not meditating, and we're not hiding the Word in our heart. So there cannot be no growth. And we don't do those things that He has told us to do. I will give you some results that will happen when we do not grow in this grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The first one is this. When we... As a Christian, people are not doing what he told us to be growing, to be careful, because there's, there's seducers out there, there. There's false teachers that will try to lead you away. And if we are not doing it, I'll tell you what, the first thing that's going to happen is this. We're going to become unfaithful saints. We're going to be unfaithful saints. And, and you know what an, an unfaithful saint wants to do? I'm going to give you some things that an unfaithful saint enjoys doing. Let's go to, uh, let's go to 2 Timothy 4.10 and 2 Timothy 4.10, the Bible says this, 2 Timothy Second Timothy 4.10 says this For Demas Paul said, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed unto Thessalonica. What happened here? He wasn't growing. He stopped growing. He became an unfaithful saint. So, what happened here? An unfaithful saint will delight in sin. Oh, he went back into the world because it looked good. An unfaithful saint will delight in sin. He will always be looking over there, back into the world, when God says, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't go back into Egypt. That's what's going to happen to you and to me if we don't grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are unfaithful saints, and we're, we're going to delight in sin. We need to be careful, because it can happen. It can happen if we're not growing in this grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He, he, he delights in sin. Another thing that this unfaithful saint will do is Mark 14.30. Mark 14.30. Mark 14.30 says this. This is Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, second to Peter, that this day, even in this night, before the cock crows twice, Thou shalt deny me thrice. An unfaithful saint will delight in sin, but another thing he will do, he will deny the Savior. You 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 know the story of Peter. Oh, it's not I'm not gonna do that. I I, I won't deny you. I'll go to prison, I'll die for you. He stopped growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He denied the Savior. He denied the Savior. Demas delighted in sin. You know what another thing uh, an unfaithful saint will do? Look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians uh, 1. And look at, uh, look at 1 Corinthians 1.10. One ten, And it says this. I'm going to read up to uh 13. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the, the house of glory, that there are contentions among you. Now, this I say, that every one of you says, I am a Paul, I am Apollos, I of Cephas, I have Christ. And then he says in 13, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I, another thing that an unfaithful saint will do, not only delight in sin, deny the Savior, but he'll divide the saints. Right, no, you come with me. No, I'll go with him. Because he's not growing. He's not growing in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he'll, he'll divide the saints. And that can be pretty dangerous. Another thing that this unfaithful saint will do is found in 2 Timothy 18. 2 Timothy 18 or one hmm. 2 Timothy Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.18. I didn't write that down. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.18 says this. <clears throat> let, me, let me read 17. And uh, their word will, be, will eat as does a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Phil- Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. What does an unfaithful saint do Because he's not growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. He will delight in sin, deny the Savior, divide the saints, and depart from sound doctrine. That's what this unfaithful saint will do. So you and I need to be careful about that. We need to start growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's it's not a suggestion. It's a command. It's a command. That we need to start growing in his grace. Because if we're not growing in his grace... You and I are going to be found unfaithful saints, and I'm sure you do not want to be found an unfaithful saint. I'm sure you don't. God says to, to us, He says in Revelations two ten, He says this: "Be thou faithful unto death." That's what He expects from us: to be faithful. How we fail, of course we have. But that's what he wants from, from me and from you, to be faithful. And, and listen, I'm not preaching to you. This is for me too. This is for me too. Because I, I haven't arrived. I, I, I can't say, oh, I, I already grew in the grace. I, I don't need to grow more. I know all about him. <laughs> what a lie. That would be a lie. We're, we're talking about the God of eternity, who had no beginning has no end. You and I had a beginning. We have no end. There's, there's a lot to know about this God of the Bible, Jesus Christ. And like somebody said, we got all eternity where we're up in heaven. And on this earth, I don't think we'll ever get to the place that we can say, Hey, I arrived. I don't think so. I do not think so. So what happens here when we don't grow in grace? and unfaithful saint. And in the knowledge of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Another thing that will happen when we don't grow in grace and in the lives of the Lord Jesus Christ will become, we'll become this, ungrateful servants. We'll become ungrateful servants. We'll, we'll become ungrateful servants and, 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 and we will not share our time, our talents, and our treasures for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be stingy with our time. Even though the Lord says that the time is short. Even though we understand that it is like a vapor. We won't share our time. We'll keep it to ourselves. Why? Because we're ungrateful servants. Kind of reminds me of those lepers that were saved and only two came back. Or was it, one? I can't remember now. He like, said, where's the other ones? Where's the other ones? The Lord Jesus Christ said, where's the other ones? We'll become like this. We're going to be ungrateful servants if we're not growing in the grace and in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. We won't share our time. And even though there's a principle in the Bible that God says, I might let you live to be 70, but if you're strong, I might let you live to be 80. So, if I go by that principle, and I know God can take your life anytime. Or he can let you live to be a hundred and somewhat years. But if I'm 58, or no, 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 I'm not 50, I'm 57. I'm giving myself too many years. 57! That means what? I got only uh, 13? 13 years? If I go by that principle, to, to hit 70? Or... 20 something, 23? If I want to hit 80? That means I I don't have much time. I don't have much time. And and you sitting here, I don't know how old some of you are, but if you're 60, you only got 10 more years, if you go by that principle. You're 79, you got one more year. (laughs) I don't want to discourage you. I was talking to one of the guys in, uh, in the Spanish class. And he, he kept saying, um, he said, hey, Brother Rigo, he says, I just turned 33. I said, 33? He says, that's when the Lord died. He was like, got a little, what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, brother. I didn't want to, dis- I mean, no, no, I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out, that's when the Lord died, when he was 33. <laughs> you know, I don't think he liked that too well. Do you understand what I'm saying? If if I go by that principle, I don't have a lot of time then. And and maybe you don't either. But the thing is, we don't know. We don't know. But but yet, God has given us uh, time, hours, years, so that we can do something for him. Something for him. I mean, if if you haven't won a soul to Christ, and you've been a Christian five, ten years, uh, don't you think it's about time you start winning the soul for Christ? And, and you can't say, well, I can't find them. I can't find them. <laughs> well, if you get out of the house and go look for them, you will find them. That's right, I mean, they're not going to come to you. It'd be, it'd be great if they could come to us. But that, it doesn't work that way. Ungrateful servant. i give his time. How about his talents? And, and God says in Colossians 3.23... Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord. And there's some people who got talent. They can sing, they can play, and etc., etc., etc. But they don't want to share those talents with the Lord. They keep them to themselves. Like if they were their talent. Like uh, somehow you, 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 you did something to gain those talents. God gave you a lot of those talents. And we don't want to share them. Because we become ungrateful servants. We don't want to share our time, our talent. And what about this? Our treasure. Oh, yeah, I know. Maybe the plate might come around. You might throw a dollar into the plate. And you make a lot of noise when you throw it, too. You know? Just so everybody can see it, you crinkle it a little bit. You don't really unfold it all the way. You have a 10 and a 20. And as the guy comes around, you, he sees the 20, but you don't really throw the 20. You just throw the dollar in there, and you keep the 20. But you're just showing off. I hope you're not that way. Man, you don't want to give your treasures. You don't want to give your treasures. Because you say, that's, that's, why, would I be, why would I be so foolish to give God my money, my hard-earned money? Then you know that he can take all of it away? He, he, he can take all of it away. But no, because we're un, ungrateful servants, we keep our time. Our talents and our treasures. We don't want to share them, we don't want to give them. And God is so patient with us. Is He not? He's so patient with us. I mean, when you compare how patient He is with, with, with the, the patience of a, an earthly father, He's very patient. Is He not? Very patient. So let's, let us not become ungrateful servants. You know, you know who I who I think of in the Bible of ungratefulness, I think of Korah in number sixteen nine. 9. Korah and his men. Look at, look at what God did for them. He, he let them work in the, in, the, in the tabernacle. They should have been happy, content, grateful. And no, they, they wanted to usurp authority. They, they wanted Moses' position. They were, they were not happy. They were not grateful. Well, you know what? What happened? How God took care of those people. I said, it was unbelievable, innit? not if, if it wasn't written in the Bible, I wouldn't believe it. If somebody was to tell me this, and it was not in the Bible, I said, no, I don't believe you. But it's in the Bible. The earth, the earth opened up, and whew, down the way. That's uh, something else. Job said in 1916, I call my servant. He gave me no answer. Is that how we are with Christ? He calls. We don't answer. Shouldn't we be more like Samuel when God is saying, Samuel, and he says, speak, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. But many times we don't, we don't answer. We don't answer because many, many times it could be because we might be ungrateful servants. Another thing, another thing. If we stop growing in this grace and, and in this knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know what's going to happen? Another thing that's going to happen, we're going to become unskillful soldiers. Unskillful soldiers. In, in what way? Well, let me, give you, let me give you at least three of them. We'll become unskillful soldiers because we're not vigilant. We're not vigilant in warfare. We're not vigilant in warfare. Second Timothy 2 3 says this. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's what Timothy or Paul told Timothy. You're a soldier. But I think a, a lot of Christians, we don't see ourselves as soldiers. We don't. And so and that's why we don't endure hardness. The, the first affliction or trial, we're, we're out. And God says, no, you endure it. You're a soldier. And what happens? They become unskillful soldiers because they're not growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Peter 5 eight says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walk us about, seeking whom he may devour. He's walking about. He, he wants to devour you. And what happens? Because we are unskillful soldiers... Most of the time, he finds us asleep, spiritually. He finds us asleep. Isn't that sad that we're not vigilant in warfare? There's another thing that will happen. An unskillful soldier will not wear the vesture of a warrior. He won't wear the vesture of a warrior. Ephesians 6, 11. Ephesians six eleven, in Ephesians six eleven, this is what God says: six eleven. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And a, an unskillful soldier will not wear the vesture of a warrior, because he's not village, vigilant. In warfare, so why would he put the vesture of a warrior? Amen. And that's that, though. We're, we're warriors. We're, we're in a spiritual battle, and, and it could be that some, a few, or maybe many of the Christian people are asleep. They're unskillful soldiers. Because they, they never put the armor. They never use it. They never take the sword of the spirit. They don't use it. They don't know how to use it. They don't know how to use it. And it reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of David. When he was getting ready to go fight Goliath. And, and King Saul said, here, here's my armor. Here's my sword. You try them. And he put them on. He says, I haven't proved them. I, I can't fight with this. But what he did have with the sling. And boy, he can use that sling. Wow! I could probably knock Bob's Bible from the hand. He was so good. Because he proved it. He, He used it. He used the sling. And many of us don't even know how to use the Bible to defend ourselves with the Bible. Like Jesus Christ, when the devil came, he used the word. He was skillful. But you and I... If we don't grow in that grace and in the knowledge, we'll become unskillful soldiers. And it reminds me also of uh, Gideon. Gideon. He had 32,000 in his army to start with. 31,700 31, went home. The, the, the first, uh, what was it, 22,000. Hey, any, anybody afraid? Anybody afraid? If you're afraid, you can go home. Can you imagine that? 22,000? I mean, it only took one hand to go up first, right? And then that helped the other ones. No, you go first. No, you go first. Why are you here? My wife sent me. Why are you here? My girlfriend sent me. I didn't want to fight. Let's get out of here. You're going to tell that to Gideon? He's going to cut your head off. And of course, Gideon says, the Lord told him, you know what? There's some cowards here. <laughs> they are cowards in your army. And, and they're, they're, they're going to mess up the rest of the people. So why don't you tell them, if you're afraid, don't want to fight, you don't have to do it, go to mama. Go to mama. Shoo, shoo. Come on, raise your hand. Who wants to go back to see mama? And well, I want to go to see mama. I didn't finish my shorts anyway. So it's not that I'm afraid. I got a lot of things to do. I got to plant the tomatoes. I got to put the, 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 the garden. So Gideon, I'm not afraid. I'm going back. Ha, so there, when he raised his hand, he says, whoa, I thought he was independent Baptist. I'm a Pentecostal. I'll raise my hand too. <laughs> I'll go out of here. So 22,000, he says, vamonos. And they left. And after that, what, what was it, 9,700? Who, who were not skillful soldiers? They, they wanted to go, but they were not skillful. Because when, in time of battle, instead of being ready and alert, what were they doing? Well, all the, all the, the fighting men were ready like this. huh? They were looking. Because the enemy was everywhere, right? <laughs> oh, man, look around, look around. And the other ones were like, they were like that sacrifice when God we cupped everything up. Dirt, stones, everything. I think they did a better job than God, maybe, huh? No, that's not true. We'll become unskillful soldiers because we don't grow we don't grow in his grace and in the lives of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So you got to be vigilant in warfare. Put on the vesture of a warrior. And another one is this, the last one. They will never, they will never be victorious in the world. Never. 1 John 5. 1 John 5 4 says this. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. They, will, they will never be victorious in the world. Never. I guess if you can say, they, they, they'll be victims of war always. Because they're not, they're unskillful soldiers. Who are not using the tools that God gave them. They don't know how to use them. They're not growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If they are reading their Bible, it's when they come here only, if they read it. And that's all they get is here. And and brethren, you think this is enough? That all we get is this? I hope you say no, because it's not enough. It's not enough. You're going to become... And unskillful soldier. You won't be vigilant in warfare. You won't wear the vesture of a warrior. You won't be victorious in the world. Another thing that will happen when, when we do not grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is this. We'll become unclean temples. We'll be unclean temples. In 1 Corinthians three sixteen and 17, God says, know you not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you. Don't you know that? We're the temple. The spirit isn't here. But sometimes we become unclean temples. And God, you know what happens? You know what happens to an unclean temple? God speaks to you. God wants you to repent. And and, and you keep on being the unclean temple. This is what's going to happen. In 1 Corinthians 3.17, it says this. 1 Corinthians 3.17, God says this. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. Him shall God destroy. So what happens to an unclean temple? He'll be destroyed by our Savior. He'll be destroyed by our Savior. Well, I'm not saying you'll lose your salvation. If you believe you're, you're saved by grace, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But because you refuse, we refuse to listen to commands. It seems like we gave God no other option. Even though he's so patient and no suffering with us. But there will come a time. It could happen. He will destroy, be destroyed by the Savior. You know, another thing that will happen... When we're unclean temples, we'll become like, like King Saul. Man, that, that rascal. When you read about him, he started good. I mean, he seemed like he did have a heart for the Lord. And then uh, a lot of filth started entering in him and coming out. Filthy stuff. Trying to kill David, everything else. So, we'll be destroyed by the Savior, but we'll be diminished in service. God couldn't use him. He couldn't use it. Oh, he he wants to use you and me, but if we become this unclean temple, we'll be destroyed by our Savior, we'll diminish in service like like Lot. Oh, King King Saul, they wanted to do something, but that unclean temple, no way. And and the Bible says this, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.20, in a gray house, there are not only vessels of gold, of silver, but also of wood and, and, uh, and, and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. And I know that you don't want to be a vessel of dishonor. I, I think of Lot and, and what happened to Lot. In I, my opinion, this is just my opinion, that I believe God could have used them over there in Sodom and Gomorrah. If he would have stayed close to the Lord, loved the Lord... I I believe that he he could have been a a shining light there. But he wasn't. He wasn't. He was an unclean temple. God couldn't use him. Because I think about about Jonah, one person, and and the revival that took place in Nineveh. Something could have happened in Sodom and Gomorrah if Lot loved the Lord like he should. Something could have happened. People could have got saved. But you and I, if we're unclean temples. We're not going to be used of the Lord. You know what else happens? Not only will destroyed by our Savior, diminish in service, degeneration of self. There'll be a degeneration of self. What do I mean by degeneration? Growing worse and worse, losing of good qualities. Like 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three says: "Be not deceived, evil communication." corrupts good manners. That's what's going to happen, brother. When we start not growing, when we don't grow in the grace and in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to become an unclean temple and we'll be destroyed by our Savior, in service, a degeneration of self. And what a sad thing that would be in it, though. That we, we, we had everything. we I mean, we are well-equipped soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, we don't lack nothing. It, it reminds me of when uh, Jesus sent the apostles forward to, to preach, and uh, he told them, he asked them, what lack ye? Did you lack anything when you were out there? And they said, no, nothing, sir. We didn't lack anything. So, what are you lacking? What, what am I lacking? That we're not growing in the grace, then, if we are not growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're, we're not lacking anything. We got everything. We got the church. We got the Holy Spirit. We, we got the, the Bible. Everything. We got prayer. Everything. Nothing is lacking. So I guess it's our fault, then, right? No, it is our fault. It is our fault. I don't think that pleases the Lord. You think what you want. I don't think it pleases the Lord. Even though he's very merciful to us, we will become an unclean temple, an unskillful soldier, an ungrateful servant, an unfaithful saint. And the last one is this. If we don't grow, if we're not growing, as our Lord and Savior commanded, in his grace and in his knowledge, we'll become an unfruitful, tree, an unfruitful tree. There's a, a man in the Bible <clears throat> that uh, he couldn't see. And uh, God, Jesus touched his eyes. And he said, I see men as tree walking. I, I, and that always bothered me because I, I, didn't, I didn't know, I, I couldn't find the answer. Because I know the Lord Jesus Christ does everything perfect. Amen? Everything perfect. And so he touched him again, and so he can see the man clearly. So I said, okay, this is not a mistake from the Lord. It's not that something he did wrong. What does it mean? Until Until I came to Community Baptist Temple. And our preacher, who has the wisdom, said, God gave him too much eyesight. So he was seen as God would see. And I said, bingo. That's it. I said, that's it. I, I said, I couldn't find the answer. And did you know that God sees you and me as trees? Either a fruit, fruitful tree or a barren tree. And do you know that God wants to see much fruit in you? Because that will glorify him. And, and I, think, I, think of a, I think of Luke uh, 13. Luke 13. Luke 13. In Luke 13... Um, six. It says this. He speaks a parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. He came and saw fruit thereon and found none. I know that many times when I see the fig tree in the vineyard, it applies to Israel, but let me, let me say, let me, let me kind of get something out of it here. And, and then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, this three years I come seeking fruit. On this fig tree, and I find none, cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answered and said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig it about and, and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well, if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. I'm thinking, the, the Lord is creator, and, and the Lord can do as he pleases. I mean, he's not going to go outside his Bible. Word of God, but if we are like tree and we're not being fruitful, I'm thinking, I guess he can cut me down. Not to agree with me or not, but I think he can cut me down. But I just praise the Lord Jesus Christ that He's up interceding for me and praying for me, and, and, and almost like I, I can see the, uh, the servant saying to the other hus- the, the, the husband saying, "Oh, please let her alone and uh, we'll just wait another year." Like Jesus praying to the God the Father and. He says, yes, Rego, eh, give, give, give him some chance. And he, he'll start bearing fruit. Don't cut it down yet. He wants to see fruit in me and in you. He wants to see fruit. He doesn't just want you to come here and sit down and do nothing. It's good that you come to the house of God. You should come to the house of God. But he wants to see fruit. And like Paul the Apostle said to some of those Christians, man, some of you have been saved for a while. He said, you should have been teachers by now. He said, you should be teachers by, by now. And he said, I, I say this is your shame. There's some people out there that don't know, that don't know Jesus Christ is their Savior. No fruit. Not growing. In the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus already told us. He already told us. The fields are widened to harvest. He he already told us. But we don't want to go. The whole church should be going. If you call yourself a Christian, you should be going out with wind souls. It's like this somebody said one pastor said, Every time somebody comes to my church and he's a Christian and he joins by the letter, by letter or by baptism, he says, I, I expect the uh, the ties to increase. Makes sense, don't it, though? Amen? 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 Amen. So if we're Christians, shouldn't we do those things that he told us to do? Win souls. Because it'll glorify him. Wouldn't it be embarrassing? We're up in heaven. After being Christians for 30, 40 years. And nobody, we had nobody... (laughs) If, if all the people we went to the Lord will be behind us, you know? I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying, just assuming. If they were all behind us, all the people that went to the Lord, you, you look back, I look back, it's like, oh boy, where's the ones I went to the Lord because you didn't want anybody. And you see, you see this brother here, he had 20 behind him, 30 behind him, 40 behind him, people that led to the Lord. And you look back, There was nobody. Wouldn't it be terrible? And you had many opportunities to win somebody to the Lord, and you didn't do it? Because you were not growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you become an unfruitful tree. Not even leaves, man. At least if you had leaves, you can get under and get a shade. But there's a tree, and it's dry. There's no leaves. Because I remember when I was working out in Arizona, I didn't uh, picking melons 100 degrees. Oh, we wanted to find that shade. Go look for that shade. Oh, it felt so good. You come through a tree that's not even, no, 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 no leaves, nothing. Ain't that sad, though? It's sad. And they're out there. There's a lot of people out there that want to know Christ as their Savior because God already said. But we got to go out and look for them. I know I, I, I always get amazed with the Spanish class because when they go out winning souls, I mean, you don't know they don't know English. They don't know English. And they go knocking in English houses, English-speaking houses. And I, I'm amazed. They don't know English. And I can hear sometimes, I say, listen, I know that you can only say so much. I don't expect you to get into a big conversation with them, hand them a track, as much as it was your, your English, tell them I'm from Community Baptist Temple, and, and so on and forth. And, and they're out doing it. And not a lot of them, but they're out doing it. And I'm thinking, would, would I do this if I was living in another country that didn't speak English? Would I do this? Would I go out like they're doing in another, go to another country where English is not spoken? Would I do it? I mean, I, I can't answer it. I cannot answer it. All I can like say is, I hope I would do such a thing. But they're out there winning souls. We, we, we made a, at when the, when the beginning of the year in the Spanish class, we, I told them, well, let's see if we can win 48 to the Lord. 48 this year. Well, so far, by, by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's, it's up to, we have won 16, so we're down to 32, I think. No, it's more than that. But it's down to 32, I think, that we still need to win to the Lord. Some of them have been in Dover, uh, migrant camps, some in Akron, and uh, some through the telephone. Two people to the telephone. I mean, they don't live here, they, they live in Mexico City. So, what is your excuse? What is your excuse? You speak the language, you speak English. Maybe not perfect English. I don't speak perfect English or perfect Spanish. Stumbled through it. Sometimes I wonder if they understand me. Like I told you that on, on Saturday when I was out, and I told you I'm soul winning, there was a lady who didn't understand what I was saying. I said, my name is Rigo. I thought I was pretty clear about it. And I'm from a community Baptist temple. And she was like, I'm sorry, I don't understand you. I'm like, I'm like man, how, how could that be? I've been practicing English and I, I almost wanted to, when I came home, I, I thought, you know what I should have done? I should have said, the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plane. <laughs> and if she would have said, sorry, I don't understand, then I would have said, I didn't like the movie either. <laughs> but what is, what is our excuse, though? What is our excuse? We have no excuse, though, is it because maybe we're not growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we have become an unfruitful tree? And you know what happens to an unfruitful tree? You know, you know what, what I think in Luke eight fourteen it says, it talks about the parable of the seed. And it, and it talks about some are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And they bring no fruit to perfection. So I call it the three piece. I call it the... The preoccupations of this life, the possessions, and the pleasures of this life. That, that stops us from being fruitful. Because we're, we're so preoccupied with the, the things of this world. How am I going to pay my bills? Are my kids all right? Will they, do, will they find the right uh, spouse? The preoccupations of this life. And so we're focused on that. And, and, and then the riches. Like possessions. All the possessions you have, you're focused on possessions, the things I have, and I'm fruitful. Pleasure. Like the Bible says in Timothy, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Let's not, let's not fall into that. Let's be careful. Let us grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because we came, we came into the kingdom and the kingdom for such a time as this. Like Mordecai told Esther. Hey, you came into this in this time because God put you there. Do something about it. Because she wanted to hold back. She wanted to hold back.